Hi folks, welcome to New Sincerity, the podcast with honest talk on honest topics. I'm Maddie. I'm Carden. I'm Kelby. So this week, now that uh, exams are finally winding down and we're doing some uh, some interviews, we thought that maybe we would talk a little bit about career paths and uh, and deciding what you want to do. Um, yeah, yeah uh, this is something that's like pretty dear to my heart right now. I'm kind of in the middle of deciding which path I want to go down for my last year of university. It's, you know, it's kind of the time that I need to make a decision on what I want to do for basically the rest of my life. So it's a little bit daunting. But yeah, I think this is a pretty important topic that everybody struggles with. Yeah. I think I mean, you guys both have it pretty figured out. It seems like you guys have like a pretty like somewhat linear path decided maybe (laughs) about where you want to end up. I am so not there yet. I, well, I'm kind of in this weird space where I'm like, I'm pretty certain I want to be a professor and that means I need a PhD. And so I'm in school just forever. And so in the meantime, it's kind of weird because I keep seeing people getting these like actual adult jobs because they're starting to lean into more of a career but because I know I'm in school for so long I'm like serving and Mm -hmm. like like I don't know working customer service and hospitality and like like I've done some research assistant work but it's mostly all this kind of just good money but not at all in the area I want to be in for me it's like I I think I know what I want to do so I either want to go into law or go into medicine um I was thinking like speech pathology for medicine um, but those are two very different routes. Yeah. Um, and I'm in the co-op program. So basically right now I potentially may get, um, a co-op with, um, like the law society, or I may get a co-op, um, kind of dealing more with medicine and stuff. And so for me, it's kind of, I feel like whatever co-op I get, like is going to guide me you know, for the rest yeah. of my life, yeah. you know, this is like a crossroads you have to, Yeah. Um, It's interesting. So I did a co-op last summer. I'm an English major. So there's a lot of doors that are open for me, a lot of doors that are very closed for me. But it's like it's very much like up in the air what I'm going to end up doing. Um, And like I said, at a co-op last year, I was a copywriter for a company and I really enjoyed that work. And then this summer, I'm not doing a co-op and I feel a little guilty about it. I think there's a part of me that's like, oh, like, why aren't you using the summer to kind of get ahead in your career? Whereas, like, I mean, I'll probably just be working a retail job. There's a lot of creative projects that I want to focus on this year. So I keep telling myself, like, oh, that's going to make it better. But part of it, so I do have a bit of a qualm with the way that it's kind of pitched at students these days, like, especially, like, right from high school, like, figure it out now. Yeah. that is, first of all, not how it works. Like, you don't just wake up one day. Well, for most people, I, I can't speak for everyone, but I don't think you normally like wake up on your 18th birthday and think like, I am definitely going to be a doctor. Like, that's like even if you do that, those are the people that seem to get really stuck in university because they're like, oh fuck, I'm not good at or don't enjoy this thing that I decided in concrete I was going to do when I entered university, right? Yeah. Like, so I feel like as far as doing a co-op, like you have to do things that make you happy. And even if it's not necessarily like, I don't know, definitely the career that you're going for at that time, first of all, like doing creative projects, but even just like doing things that you can rule out as not being interested in totally. is really valuable. Like I painted houses for a summer. <laughs> you want to know what I fucking know I don't want to do for yeah. a career? Yeah. Fucking paint houses. Yeah. No, <laughs> yeah. I, I definitely feel that for sure. And it's like, it, I shouldn't say like, I, I do 
I do kind of have a career path that I would, I can see kind of like at the end of the road, this is my ideal situation, but I just feel like I have so much like time in the meantime to just kind of like flounce around and try things. And I'm really trying to like soak that in right now. So a co-op just wasn't really on my radar this summer, which is totally fine. But there is a part of me that's kind of like, like Cardin, I see you applying to all these like big jobs and I'm thinking like, dang girl (laughs) get it well for me I don't know like my mom has a really big career and that's always something that's you know been so amazing to me and that's something I want in my life and so I think I've been always really career oriented and I think like being in university and I'm an anthropology major and you know I've been talking to some profs and there aren't as many jobs in anthropology as I'd like and there's way too many students and so I think I've really had to think more like career choice rather than like schooling choice because I love school but you know I don't know if I necessarily want to become a prof like Maddie and so for me it's more focusing on like okay how am I gonna get a job you know and I think for me it's it's having too many options like I was really stressed out uh, talking to my mom on the phone because I was like okay do I take a bunch of science courses next year to go down the path of medicine or just keep going on the path that I'm going to get into law and she was like well you shouldn't think of it as like stressful you should think of it as opportunities mm-hmm. but I'm like oh you're like mom I'm sorry. Sorry. No. No, like, holy. No. don't you love it when people tell you not to be stressed and you're like I'm still yeah. stressed yeah, yeah. <laughs> didn't work yeah. thanks for the advice uh, I think it's really interesting to think about like what kind of led you guys to where you're in? So it was kind of a jump in a totally no, different no. direction, but like thinking about all the different ideas of potential careers that you thought you might may want to have at some point. Yeah. Like how did you guys get to where you are now? So I, like when I was really, really little, I wanted to be a hairdresser, um, which is ironic given the number of horrible bangs haircuts in recent <laughs> years that I have given myself. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and rule that career out. <laughs> and then for the better part of like my kind of middle school and like high school years even, I really thought I was going to be an engineer. I always really enjoyed math and science and like, like even through high school, I really liked physics and and bio. And I was like, maybe like, maybe I want to be in medicine, but like more on like, like maybe like, like biochem or like engineering or something. And then I got into kind of like the upper level of high school English classes and I fell in love with English. So I actually came into university thinking I'm definitely going to do English. I like, I know that's where my passion lies. And then in my first first year, I took one shitty English course and I took one great philosophy course and I just switched. It just kind of like opened up all these doors for me. And since then it just like, I haven't looked back, but Yeah. yeah. For me, I actually wanted to be a vet or a marine biologist for the longest time. Like, I love animals, so I definitely thought that's what I was going to do. But then I realized I'm really bad at math and science (laughs) in high school, and I was kind of like, well, that's going down the drain. (laughs) And then I went on, like, a high school, um, like, high school abroad kind of thing. So I was in Costa Rica and um, Belize, and... You know, I'd never been uh, exposed to how other people, like, live in the world and how poor other, you know, communities are in the world and how lucky I am. And there was this one experience in particular. It was this little boy who, he was literally seven years old, who had taken the bus from another town to find a job. And that just absolutely broke my heart. And I was like, I want to be able to help people. Um, I want to be able to, you know, really 
be involved. Yeah, be engaged with other human beings. And so I actually came into UVic as a psych major. But um, my first year anthropology course, I like got a really good grade. And I was like, fuck, maybe I should do this. Weren't you thinking of sociology for a while as well? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So there was this one prof, Bruce. and (laughs) Shout out. (laughs) And I absolutely loved him. And I loved all of his ideas and stuff. Um, but I think anthropology, just because it was so broad, I think I liked that a lot better and it was a lot more hands-on as well. So I think that fit me a lot better. And then just recently I was like, I always thought about law and, you know, my parents growing up, they would always like, they would always tell me like, you're going to be a lawyer one day because I would just (laughs) argue the heck out of them. And, um, so you know, I always thought law, but then I was thinking, you know, like I am really interested in medicine. Like if anybody knows me, I diagnose people all the time. Yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, you have walking pneumonia. Yeah, yeah. I tagged you in a meme. I take part <laughs> in a meme yesterday on Facebook. Sorry, I hate talking about memes. This is, this is already the worst thing I've ever done. But either way, tag you in a meme because Cardin self-diagnoses so hard. Yeah. So, so hard. <laughs> At any given moment, she's like, I'm probably dying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the worst part is like, Yes, you're a hypochondriac, but then you kind of like put that on others. So like, oh, one hundred percent. Like, I feel like you're that kind of person. I'll be like, oh, I have a sore neck, and you'll be like, oh, you oh, have meningitis. Yeah, meningitis. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, and like, I've been taking like a couple disease courses, and I'm like, well, this is it. I love this. <laughs> so I don't know. I feel like I've like I'm kind of in a spot where it's like it could go either way. Yeah. You know? So I don't really know. What yeah. about you? Well, I had a similar path in the sense where when I was in high school, there was a good year where I was like 100% confident that I was going to be a dentist or a dental hygienist. Oh, don't ask yeah. me why. <laughs> I just thought that it was so cool. I still I think teeth. that. Yeah. Well, really though, I think that'd be so cool. Like really? think about it. Think that is my nightmare yep. job. Really? Teeth disgust me. And my, my dentist is the nicest woman in the world. And I fucking hate her. <laughs> Well, apparently, like, it's one of the top jobs that, yeah. like, uh, like, that you're, like, depressed and, and suicide yeah. and stuff. Because everyone, everyone hates, hates you. Everyone. everyone hates you, yeah. No one Sorry, go on. So you didn't want to be a dentist Yeah, anymore. no, that, I mean, <laughs> it was, Killing it dreams. was the dream for a while. It's just, I find, I always find it very interesting to think about, like, like, I remember talking to my dental hygienist and she's like, yeah, I just get to sit and, like, scrape teeth and it brings me so much joy. Oh. Like, it's just, like, so satisfying. Just awful. <laughs> anyway, so that really rung a bell for me. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, then I failed grade 12 chemistry. And I have never done chemistry since because it's l- literally a nightmare for me. Oh. I have some sort of I have issues with math so yeah so then I going into university literally had no idea what I wanted to study I was so uh I don't know what the word is like almost against the idea of of picking one thing just because I literally felt like I was going to be wasting time yeah. because I had no idea what I wanted to do. So I, I went into university as an English major just thinking, you know, I'll, I'll find something that really like draws passion to me because I was under the pretense that being an English major was the equivalent of never getting a career. You know, I really had that shoved down my yeah. throat for a while. So, um, but once I started taking courses and I really, really fell in love with the degree, like I had always been a reader and a writer my whole life. So it just felt like the right choice. And so I've continued down that path and I still love it. And I still do have that fear that, you know, what am I going to do after I graduate? I'd love to work in publishing. I'd love to work as a copywriter or a writer in any sense, but it's just definitely a bit up in the air for me. And I think I've just recently had to come to terms with being comfortable with the fact that there's no, like I might have an unconventional career and I'm okay with that. And I mean, I think it is important, like at least for me to recognize that my my love for and my pursuit of like a career in philosophy 
is a huge reflection of my own privilege because the fact is like those positions are really competitive and I'm signing up for a future where I'm going to not dive right into a career there's going to be a lot of expensive school first and Mm -hmm. even after that it's going to be really hard to get a job in my area and so I think that like just kind of checking myself a little here it's easy to say like just do what you love Mm -hmm. it's a lot easier to do what you love when you have the means to not be desperately paycheck to paycheck. I think like when you see people who are doing really practical degrees, even though they don't enjoy them because they need the money, like that's a very different thing. Like, and something that I very fortunately don't have to consider in choosing a career. Definitely. Um, But like, for like for getting into philosophy for me, given my situation, it was like, it was just this beautiful moment of like taking some courses realizing I was good at it which is like especially like as far as talking about like gendered issues like it's hard as a woman to figure out that you're good at like academia there's like it takes I think sometimes like a special prof I think sometimes it takes just like a special moment in yourself or like like a surge of confidence because it's not necessarily like pushed on us in like society and even like elementary school high school that like women are good at like not like male dominated things and philosophies like that stems like that Mm. um and just kind of realizing i'm good at it and that i just love it like this was the biggest thing is i go to class and i'm excited i talk to my profs and i'm excited i write a paper and i'm excited i don't dread papers like i love what i do and that's where i know like this is what i want to do with my life is that i am never unhappy doing my work yeah that's a really good point yeah i feel the same way like especially with anthropology like i'm taking classes like anthropology of reproduction but i'm also taking like forensic osteology you know it's so broad and that's what i love because like I personally have so many different interests and like I'm so interested in like criminal law but I also like super interested in like diseases and stuff you know and so I think being interested in like being engaged with what you're doing is really important but like Maddie said I mean we're all so fortunate to be able to like afford to go to university to choose to follow what we want to do yeah. Yeah, yeah that's a big thing and you know, I think as far as having a career, because, like, my mom was definitely, like, kind of the breadwinner of my family, I think I grew up in, like, a little bit of a different setting, per se, you yeah. know, like, I always saw my mom as, like, a super strong role model, and I definitely, like, she has big shoes to fill, and, like, I can't wait to fill them kind of thing, yeah. and so, for me, it's, yeah, just that inspiration of, like, being a strong role model for, say, like, my kids one day, or something yeah. like that, yeah, you know? Yeah, it was the same thing for me as well when I was growing up. My dad actually retired uh well he started working from home I shouldn't say retired but uh very shortly after I was born and my mom continued working which I was like so different from everyone around yeah, I felt like it was yeah. mostly stay-at-home moms but I had a stay-at-home dad which same, was really yeah. cool and my mom was had a really awesome career which was you know I feel the same way like I want to live up to you in that sense yeah. and definitely have a career of my own. I think the three of us all have pretty boss moms. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Pretty good deal over yeah. here. Um, but yeah, and like also part of it is realizing that like you can have hobbies that are not mm. your career. Like I love creative writing. I write, I think I mentioned before, a ton of poetry and some music. And that's something that I'm really happy to have in my life as not a primary focus. So I think it's also figuring out like, what do you want as like a primary focus, like where you invest yourself as far as like professional sphere. Mm-hmm. And then what are you happy doing on the side? Like, I, would, I could never be a professional athlete for so many reasons, yeah. mostly ability related, but also <laughs> interest related. But like, I love like sports and like that whole realm, just like in a different 
part of my life. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a good point. Like I volunteer at the hospital and stuff and that's something that like really fulfills me and you know, it may not be something that I choose as a career, but yeah. you know, volunteering is an awesome way to be able to Definitely, explore yeah. different different fields and different things in your life. Yeah. yeah. That's important to you also not to totally like define yourself mm-hmm. by what you're doing academically or what your career is like I think a lot of people do that and that's great but I mean that can send you down a pretty narrow path and yeah. I think it's good yeah. to kind of have like a broad range of stuff there I also wanted to comment on earlier we were talking about um you guys were saying like constantly loving what you're doing in university and stuff which is an amazing case but I don't think it's the case for everybody no not so, at all so yeah I just kind of wanted to speak to that because I'm in the position where I've never been like I I love being in university and I and I know I'm so lucky to be here and I love every moment of being here but at the same time I've always struggled with I've never been a good test taker Mm -hmm. I've never done like very well in terms of I shouldn't say like I get perfectly fine good grades yeah but I've never been in the position where I've I've cared a ton about that number and Mm -hmm. how that defines me like that's never really given me like a self-confidence boost or like I know for a lot of people that's a huge motivator and that specifically has never been that motivator for me it's more like the connections that I make like whether that be with my prof or if I take a course and I really love the content but maybe I don't perform you know 90% on a test it's just that's kind of more where I am with my academics so it's like it's interesting to hear you guys say that because it's like I also I feel that way, but I also do struggle. Like, I don't love all the work that I do sometimes. Sometimes I'll go to take a class or write an essay and I'll be like, oh, this is such a slog. Yeah. And so sometimes it'll be like, oh, does that mean I'm not doing the right thing? And it's like, no, that's not true at all. Sometimes I just wonder if, like, different minds work differently in an academic setting. Well, and I also think part of it, and I I think we're going to do at least a few episodes on mental health mm-hmm. at different points, but part of it is how do you get your confidence and what sorts of things make you anxious? Because part of it for me is that I like largely define my own success based off of like my academic achievements mm-hmm. and, and grades and results and like accomplishments. And so I know for other people, it's other things and those things aren't central for me. Um, like specifically like a lot of I think where a lot of people especially growing up like kind of self-defined socially mm-hmm. I was much more like I need to be like the best in this class like I need to make sure that the paper I'm handing in I'm really proud of like all this stuff so I think it's not always even healthy to like care about getting the best grades I can I think it can actually be a little bit destructive yeah. um, and I think you see it when you look around academia like it's you see it in profs too like people I think who make it that far tend to be like really focused on results and like accomplishments yeah Yeah, I'm definitely the same as Maddie like I'm so motivated by my grades like I remember I went to academic advising once and the the woman was looking at my transcript she's like oh are you thinking of going into law because my grades were like you know that good and that was like oh my gosh like I called my mom right after and I was like mom guess what mom guess what I'm valuable yeah (laughs) and like you know that's I focused heavily on my grades like I was telling Delby when I study I (laughs) I this is yeah this is unique for sure. I reward myself by checking my grades, which is so messed up and super not healthy. But like, I'm definitely like Maddie, and like, especially because like the potential programs I want to go into are so competitive. You know, that's something that I do need to keep up if I want to keep my doors open. But it is also obsessive. Yeah. Like I admit that it's obsessive. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I reward myself by checking my grades. Yeah. You know, that is 100% yeah. obsessive. Because, because that being said, like, while I, I say sometimes I wonder if I fit perfectly in the academic setting because, you know, I don't consider my grades to be the number one measurement of 
my performance in a class but that being said it's it's kind of nice to not feel like when I get my grades back like I'm not like I just finished my exams I'm not stressing about what my final grades are gonna be I know they're gonna be fine I'm not obviously I've never failed anything and I'm a perfectly like above average student but I'm not like oh god what am I gonna get that is such a healthy mindset I literally <laughs> check for my grades like six times a day yep. my my poor profs <laughs> hey, I, I, I don't like this to them I like I luckily feel like after high school I outgrew the stage where I'm like like I need to have 99%. Now I'm like, I need to have 90%. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm slightly less like, hee hee hee. Yeah. <laughs> but I only slightly. Feel that. <laughs> I'm a bit more like, I just need to feel spiritually fulfilled after I'm finished this class. Oh. But that being said, I mean, like, sometimes I could definitely, like, you know, kick it into high gear more than I do sometimes. I think, like, something I've really gotten out of, like, the transition into philosophy from just, like, high school, where I wasn't as interested in what I'm doing, is going from really really striving just for the grades to i was just talking about this recently to just much more caring about like producing really good interesting work mm-hmm. and then of course like this makes sense that tends to bring in good grades too but i like i feel like i would have been pretty happy submitting shit in high school if i thought that it would get a good grade and now i would happily take a slightly lower grade to submit something i'm really pleased with like yeah. i i do that sometimes basically i can turn any philosophy paper into a feminist philosophy paper and I will yeah (laughs) and and sometimes I do that even if I think like you know if I just kind of played a little more by like maybe traditional rules it would be a little more like I don't know suitable to the type of essay it's supposed to be um and I would rather just write a paper that I love totally great thinker of our time yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's how things change you know yeah and also people that are willing to do that totally and also I think once you are in university I had a prof say this to us uh, this year and it stressed me out a little bit. Um, actually, she was a librarian, but you know, <laughs> she, <laughs> same thing. Wonderful lady, and she was like, "Yeah, now that you guys are in university, like you are like a s- scholar, like like she was. Ah! I know, which is like which is cool, oh, but it's also stressful in the sense where the work that you're producing and putting out there, like especially if it's something you're considering on publishing, even just an academic journal, is like you are taking." responsibility for the opinions and the work that's in that essay which is a little stressful this year i got to for the first time present funded research that i've been doing for like a year and i honestly went home that night and cried because i was so excited like it was Mm -hmm. like it was the first time i've ever felt actually like a scholar and i just went home and i was like i have my own philosophical account of a thing i just presented it to people as my own like it was this hugely like moving moment for me where i'm like this is like this is what I want to do with the rest of yeah. my life. That's like, huge. It and was those, so cool. That's huge. And those are <laughs> yeah. definitely the moments where it kind of makes sense. Exactly. Like, why you put all this intense work in, why you go through the, the sloggy parts of school. Because exam season, it can sometimes feel a little oh, bit God. like, why do I hate myself? Yeah. 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 <laughs> no, and, for sure. And then you do things like that, and you're like, wow, I'm actually incredibly proud of this yeah. work. And like Kelby said, you know, you don't have to love every single minute of it. Like, I have to take a lot of method and theory courses, and I'm kind of like, oh boy. <laughs> yeah. Here we go. Yeah. But, you know, it's those special moments like I I had a really good connection with a prof this year and you know some of our conversations I was like wow like that is so validating that like you as a prof like value me as a student kind of thing you know it's those moments that you will figure out what you're going to do you know totally um taking a bit of a shift but growing up like I know all of us have worked different jobs before 
What would you say is the worst job you've ever worked? Because oh. <laughs> I feel like we've worked some uh, oh weird gosh. ones. Yeah, I literally had the worst job. Okay, I worked at a dry cleaners, which was perfectly fine, but I was like 14, okay. and it was run by this like really scary Italian man, and the first time I messed up, okay, it was a pretty bad mess up, so <laughs> I accidentally, so people had like the same last name, and I accidentally gave this man's uh, like suit to his uh, mother's wedding or mother's wedding mother's funeral to somebody else and he came in and obviously he was like what the fuck (laughs) but my boss uh, my best friend worked there at the time and my boss told my best friend to tell me he's gonna tear me a new one when I come into work and then he yelled at me and made me cry and I was 14 years old and he would like verbally abuse us and stuff it was awful like he had to pay me under the table because it wasn't legal for me to be working. What the fuck? Yikes. Yeah. Okay, and then he fired me. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I could sue you. Literally. I was literally like, mom, let's sue him. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember when you were younger and you just figured like if anything went wrong you could just sue someone? Yeah, I, I never, never felt that way. I, really? I, I was always like, I'm gonna sue the pants off you. I'm like, I don't know how to sue someone. <laughs> I, I mean, I can understand why you think that would be how things would work, but my young brain never thought that. Mm-hmm. I will that. sue you. <laughs> I'm gonna sue you so bad. Yeah, yeah. Oh, just you wait. <laughs> what about you? What was yours? I have to say, I haven't really had like traumatic mm-hmm. work experiences, but That's like. Good. I've had jobs that just generally sucked. Like, mm. I was a Safeway cashier for a little while, oh, which, yeah. like, totally admirable position, mm-hmm. but wasn't for me. Yeah. I was not a fan of standing in the exact same spot for eight hours a day. Like, I would have nightmares about the vegetable and fruit codes oh because God. we would, like, oh there was always, like, a cheat sheet there because, like, you know, there's, like, like hundreds of different codes you'd have to know and like all the different kinds of like oranges and stuff like that and anyways you kind of had to memorize them if you wanted to actually be like you know a skilled cashier if you wanted to make it <laughs> yeah if you, if you wanted to get up there in the in the rankings and uh yeah that was i hated it so much oh, i just remember it's a bit of a disaster yeah. and i was just cause, yeah i remember like on one of my first days um i was just so stressed out i didn't know what was up and down and this woman goes through my till and she has like a bunch of vegetables and i literally had to hold each of them up and ask her what is this like i held like i was like what is this she was like those are radishes like it was like <laughs> is it artichoke <laughs> yeah like i was like oh yeah i don't know and then some people would go through the till and i'd be like what is this thing and it would be like people would be buying like leeks and things like that um, and i'm like i didn't even know this what is that? Oh, leek. I, oh. <laughs> Do you mean lychee or leek? <laughs> yeah, like I forgot leek was a vegetable. Lychee! You idiot! <laughs> yeah, so, like I say, not like traumatic, but just generally overall suck. <laughs> I, my first job, oh, I guess not my first job, I refereed hockey, and that was sucky just in the way of, like, people yell at you, and I hate being yelled at, but <laughs> yeah. it was a pretty cool job, like, I got to skate, and I like skating, but I worked at the UPS store when I was 15, oh. and I worked there because my older brother worked there first, and so, same sort of thing, I'm not sure, like, how legit it was, I was 15, I was working, in the summer, I worked 50-hour work weeks, and they never even put my name on the schedule. They just called me sister because I was my brother's sister. <laughs> and Weird. So they basically replaced my older brother with me once my older brother got tired of working there. And 
So it was owned by this like really sweet but like kind of strange elderly Turkish man and he only liked three cool jazz songs and so he would loop the same three jazz songs over and over. So I was working 50 hour work weeks with three jazz songs playing over and over and I was so underqualified for the job. People would come in and be like, I need to ship this passport to another country. And I'd be like, I'm pretty sure Canada Post will show up this week. Why are they? I'd have to do insurance stuff for people like shipping valuable things. And I was like, I I don't even know how to make crap dinner. What the fuck? (laughs) It was an awful job. Just horrible. Yeah. Yeah. First jobs are never like ideal. I'm trying to like ring through my head of like all the different jobs I've had. I I did. I worked at Starbucks for like three years, and that was you like I, that I got super on the Starbucks train. I like became the person who owned way too much Starbucks stuff. Then I got really off the Starbucks <laughs> train. Now I'm super neutral. Um, but after that, I just like in my first year, like after my first year of university in the summer, I worked at Starbucks for three years. I was like, I'm done with that. I'm done with humans. I just want to do something like with manual labor. And at first, I was like. I'm going to plant trees. And my mom, in the nicest way possible, was like, sweetie, maybe you should try something else before you dive into planting trees because I hate bugs and I don't actually like manual labor that much. And I like Wi-Fi, but I don't like camping. So either way, there were a lot of reasons why she was like, this is an awful idea. So instead, I I went home to Ontario and I full-time painted houses. I did like some kind of handiwork and uh, like doing decks and that sort of stuff, which was cool because I gained actual skills. But A, I was really bad at it. And B, I despised. Despised it, and then after that, I was like, I will happily do customer service. Yes, <laughs> please, please. Give me some inside. I'm also yeah. really OCD, so painting things. Yeah. Is a oh, God. <laughs> so bad. I can only imagine. God. Yeah, like I mean, I don't want to throw any like establishments under the bus or anything like that. Do it. I mean, <laughs> just do it. I mean, I worked at Urban Outfitters for a while, and that was a train ride. Oh. I don't know. I was in high school at that point, and I like I can't shop there anymore because I just like I just stood there for so long, like yeah. folding clothes. Mind you, it actually got kind of therapeutic. Like I don't know mm. if you guys have ever worked like retail and you have little fold boards and you just go stand in a corner and you like fold flannels for like three hours oh my god i imagine it's like rolling cutlery i do that at work now like when the restaurant's dead i roll cutlery and it's like it's like it feels kind of like what i imagine other people get from yoga (laughs) but like i suck at yoga so i'm just there rolling cutlery (laughs) yeah when i worked at a restaurant it was like half awful half really good because like when it was like downtime I would like do really therapeutic things eat some bread in the back you know that kind of thing but when it was really hectic I had to like serve food and this well first of all my little wrist like I couldn't mm-hmm. carry the steak plates mm-hmm. with one hand so I had to carry two hands and it was really Here's your embarrassing steak. Yeah. Boom. but also this one time I spilled ketchup on a lady and she just freaked and I went and cried in the back and then they allowed me to go home because I was so <laughs> distraught about it and also, I can like, never work in a restaurant again honestly that was so traumatizing interesting I'm surprised that she got so upset about that I know everybody was kind of like what the hell yeah. and she was just like yelling and I was just like I'm so yeah. <laughs> Do you guys know Scott Pilgrim? Yes. Okay, there's a, there's a great line in one of the Scott Pilgrim books, which is, everyone is bitches. And that's how I feel <laughs> yeah. sometimes when I'm serving people. Yeah. Like, sometimes they're lovely people, but sometimes people are so unreasonable, and I'm just there like, everyone is bitches. Yeah. <laughs> True, honestly. Yeah, I mean, I, I've only worked in one restaurant before. It was a very pleasant experience. Like, I can't really complain. Lucky. But that, that was, like, my general overall experience was just, like, very up and down, depending on who came in yeah. that day. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, I really like my job in general. It's not yeah. something I would want to do for Forever, but mm-hmm. I'm especially lucky. I serve on campus, and so I work with a bunch of really cool students, and I serve a bunch of really cool students, and so it's like a really nice group of people. Yeah. Um, 
But, I mean, I think any restaurant industry is going to come with, like, customers that don't know how to treat other humans. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I know it gets said a lot, but everyone should work a job like that oh, at some yeah, point totally. because you yeah. can tell who hasn't. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. crazy. Yeah. yeah. Also, okay. always tip. Yeah. Always yeah. tip. Yeah. Yeah. Hello, if you're listening, always tip. Is this thing on? Is, can you yeah. hear me? Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, for sure. I, I think... I mean, this is, we've gone so off topic at this point, but it's fine. <laughs> what do I want to do with my life? Also tip me. <laughs> tip me all the time. Yeah, I, I think that's one of the most, like, the best determining factors of someone's, like, moral qualities is if you go for dinner with them and how they treat yeah people who are serving them. Yeah. yeah. My dad was awful. Oh, gosh. He would yell at, like, service people all the time, and I was just kind of like, oh, oh no. my God. And okay. now, like, I can't even, like, like like be reasonable like critique you know i'm like it's fine it's fine i'm like, like be mean oh, to me because yeah, i know yeah. i had a long hard day <laughs> yeah, I know. like let it out i can't i can't say anything to service people because i just get like flashbacks yeah, yeah. yeah like i'm probably problematic sometimes in the sense that like someone could bring me the wrong plate of food oh, yeah. that's supposed to go to someone else and i'd be like great it's thank fine. you i will eat this food, <laughs> even though i hate it and then they're probably like that was supposed to go to someone else <laughs> like, i'm like, not complaining <laughs> Oh, as well. <laughs> so anyways, uh, yeah, yeah, I think that pretty much sums up. I, I think if I could say anything, it's like all of all of the jobs that I've had in the past, some of them have been shit. Some of them have been really great growing experiences. Yeah. I've had some wonderful jobs in retail, in food service, all of those things. I know that those, neither of those things I want to do for the rest mm-hmm. of my life, which has inspired me to grow yeah. in an academic way. That yeah. sounds really like, yeah. I don't know. No, it's true. <laughs> like, I feel like I've both learned like from shitty jobs like things I don't want to do and things that I don't want to foster in myself but also like from any job you pick up really good qualities like even watching and every job I've worked at I've worked with at least one other really cool human and you learn like like not just like skills from those people but also like like interpersonal habits that are really likable Mm -hmm. and like worth growing in yourself so I feel like every job I have I leave thinking like oh like maybe I've become like either more competent or kinder or more compassionate or like at least have a better understanding yeah which is great for sure and I think like the more you like expose yourself to different experiences the more you like know I guess Mm -hmm. like there are so many jobs out there that like people just like don't even know about you know and so I think just like learning from others and you know, experiencing what you do and don't like, and, you know, it will definitely lead you down the right path, and, you know, I don't know if everybody believes this, but, like, things happen for a reason, totally, yeah. you know? Like, and even some I of- definitely don't believe it, but I respect <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> I think that there's, like, I don't know. Things will guide you. Things will, you yes, like, be. okay, I, I, I totally, like, a I don't know where I like okay, I tell myself that when something bad happens in my yeah, life that yeah, I wish yeah. didn't happen. I'm like, this will throw me in the right direction. This there's a reason why this happened. But like that being said, like You definitely have agency. Yeah, yeah, you have no, agency, I, but And I super respect it. I'm like the least spiritual person you will ever meet. I this will not come as a surprise to you guys. <laughs> but like I I also just like I like the idea of it. I find it soothing when other people say it to me, but then I reflect on it and I'm like, ah, nuts. I don't actually believe I know. That. But but that being said, it's kind of like What's what's the thing that's like a really big trend right now where it's like if you think about things they happen to you you like oh uh the law the of law of attraction, attraction kind of thing yeah. and yeah. uh so oh like manifesting things into mm-hmm. your life so when it comes to that it's the same kind of idea for me where I'm like that sounds really nice but I don't believe it for a wink of a second yeah. because yeah. it's very like spiritual but that being said it's like I do believe that if you you know think hard enough about your goals 
uh, like do things in a manner that are going to guide you in the direction of your goals and you work hard, then yeah, good things are going to come into yeah. your life. But it's not just because you're thinking about no, it. No, no, yeah. and exactly. So yeah. that being said, like everything happens for a reason. It's like, you know, there's a lot of shitty things that have happened in my past that have guided me to being where I am mm-hmm. today. Yeah. So, so it's like, every part of your life has been a building block up until now. And yeah. I know that like even talking about jobs in the past, things that I've done that maybe I hated at the time or whatever it was, yeah. have totally thrown me in the direction to where I am now. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, absolutely. Like, I will degree, never I again it. ship a passport. There you go. <laughs> Across my heart. I will not do yeah. it. So <laughs> took away valuable <laughs> lesson <laughs> from <laughs> that one. <laughs> yeah. Well, awesome. Thank you guys so much. So again, as always, we would super appreciate it if you would send us any topic suggestions or comments you have to either our email, which is newsincerity_podcast at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram at newsincerity_podcast. We would love to see you on there. Comment on our stuff. Send yeah. us messages. It would be great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also review and rate on iTunes yeah. if you have a moment. We, we'd love Recommend to hear from you guys friend. if you haven't... Uh... Yeah, if, if you yet. can't <laughs> tell, it brings us joy. Yeah. <laughs> so we uh, we were kind of working about uh, uh, trying to figure out a good uh, catchphrase. Last time we were talking about uh, be good, do good. I think it was do good, be good. Do good, be good. Either it's, way. It's not great. So also, no. if you have ideas on a good catchphrase, let us we'd know. love to hear you. Let <laughs> us steal it and take credit for yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> we promise we'll never give you credit. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Thank you all. Thank you. Bye. Bye.